Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks podcast. I'm Jim Haney. And I'm Andy Daniel. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Recovery Talks podcast. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the holidays, family, recovery. I sort of chuckle when I say that because there's a kind of a lot there, right? Yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah. So uh, as people in recovery, sometimes for most of us, probably a lot of anxiety and the stress of being around our, our family, friends, around the holidays, you have lots of stuff going on between November and December and that, you know, New Year's and, and whatever holidays you're celebrating from Hanukkah to Christmas and Kwanzaa and Thanksgiving and can really create some challenges. You can have those uh, relatives that don't get it asking you the weird questions or pressure to partake in champagne or something New Year's Eve, plus just the general stress of holidays and gift giving and being social and yeah, I think the holidays are a struggle for a lot of people, whether they're in recovery or not. Yeah, yeah, I would say in general, uh, definitely. And then I think as a person in recovery, I just feel like you know you got this added kind of stress. It's just sort of this time of year when people are drinking and, you know, oh, did you hear about Uncle Jim, you know, right? Or, you know, that kind of thing where it's just a lot of gossip and rumors. And and then you also have the folks who, you know, don't have a place to go, family to be with on the holidays. So, yeah, I guess you have the other end of the spectrum and uh, being alone, things like depression anxiety or not having money to buy gifts another another stressor uh, that can come up during the holiday season for people yeah that's something that has really been a struggle for me for a long time is not just the gift giving but trying to meet the expectations of everybody around me family or friends or even just like society in general there's a lot of pressure about how you're supposed to feel or what you're supposed to do. And um, it, it's taken me a while to get past that and just go, no, I don't have to do those things. This, this is what works for me and my family. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, yeah, I, I you know, I kind of look at the holidays and I think, you know, it's, I, I've learned it's, it's what you want to make of it. And I'll get out of it what I put into it. And if, if I want to be, you know, more festive and more outgoing, then I need to put that kind of into it. I need to put that effort into it if I want to be more low-key. Because I think my experience in recovery, 20 years, I, I've kind of had the whole spectrum. I feel like I can totally relate to the 
the stress of going through the whole family thing and being around lots of relatives and how stressful that is and uncomfortable. Maybe people I don't see, you know, very often or, or the, the, the drinking, that was always a big stressor. And then the weird questions, you know, that you get from people who just aren't educated about recovery to, you know, that being alone, like choosing to be alone. So I don't have to address those kinds of issues from being around family. And, uh, I, I have learned over the years, I, I, I kind of like this time of year. I really, um, get into this end of the year, the last couple months here. And I, I, I've come to enjoy it. And part of it is I really enjoy cooking. And so I can escape <laughs> the family and I can go cook in the kitchen. And that gives me sort of a safe haven. And it also gives me something to stay busy with. And, and it, then when people come into the kitchen, they're only asking me about the food. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not we're sitting around and people are drinking beers watching football or something and now the weird questions come out right it's right. about the food you're in the kitchen so it's like oh when is the roast done or you know right how'd you make this you know whatever cheese dip or something you know so the conversation i found is a little bit different yeah. And so it's, it's, it's just changed for me. And then the other for me, we, you know, we, we celebrate Christmas. And so for me, I, I really like Christmas and I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to, um, buy, uh, gifts for my wife and, you know, family. And, and so I, I enjoy doing that. I really have learned to take a lot of pleasure in that and I feel fortunate to be able to do that because I certainly remember times in my life when when I couldn't do that because I didn't have the money that's changed for me over time also so when I have always done some you know little homemade things or whatever and I've sort of even expanded that and I do one like big homemade thing for my kids a couple years ago I made quilts for everybody out of like old jeans and, and stuff like that. Last year I made like slippers and little pillow covers and stuff. It's it's something that I enjoy doing, kind of like your cooking, right? It's yeah. it it's relaxing for me yep. to do that sewing and and stuff like that. And I think they really appreciate the effort and the work that I put into those things rather yeah. than just going to the store and buying something. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's awesome. I, so I have a quilt, my, no, it's an Afghan, right? It was knitted. It yes. was made with yarn. That would be an Afghan. I have a one that is purple, different shades of purple, three different shades of purple. My grandmother made for me when I was a teenager and I hated it when I was a teenager because I got the purple one, right? <laughs> I didn't want the purple one. That's, you know, that's for a girl, but that's what I got. And I will tell you, um, I still have that today. I mean, you know, like 30 years later, I still have that and, and it's great. And, uh, yeah. And I, I enjoy it. And so that's awesome. I think if you can make 
gifts like that. Um, they're gifts that you have, you know, you're going to have it. Their kids are going to have it. Your kid, your kids are going to have it their entire life. Yeah. They're, Cause I have that I, same thing. I have afghans and quilts and stuff that my grandparents made. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, my grandma quilted, but my grandpa crocheted. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you can do stuff like that, like I, you know, doing uh, batches of uh, cookies and giving a tin of homemade cookies, uh, that's a real nice gift for people, right? Like, you know, they know it took you time and you put love into the food. And um, I think anytime you can make something for someone, it's, it's, it's totally awesome. Oh, yeah. Last year I did, um, I got a huge choke cherry crop out of my backyard. And so uh-huh. people got uh-huh. choke cherry syrup for nice. last year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you don't have uh, much money and you're crafty or handy, uh, making things, you know, birdhouses, you know, anything, just I think those gifts are are awesome and yeah i think people cherish them a lot longer but the holidays can definitely be challenging i mean i think you get around family and i can remember early on in my recovery being around family and uh you know everybody's drinking and i think i was trying to drink uh you know club soda or something and you know you have an uncle who's like what are you drinking that shit for you know, you be a man, you know, and trying to be a man kind of thing, you know, like, like somehow drinking beer makes you more manly, you know, like, you know, it's just so uncomfortable, you know, like, it's just so, and, and I look back at that today and I think, was that really about me? I mean, I interpreted it as it was about me, but really now when I look back, I think that really wasn't about me. It was actually about him feeling uncomfortable, Right. Right that it was, he felt uncomfortable because I was drinking club soda, (laughs) like, you know, but when you're early in recovery, those things have a big impact on you. And the fact that your own family would support you in relapsing, right? (laughs) Right. Like that can mess with your mind quite a bit, right? It's like, that can really mess with you. And, um, yeah, those things just kind of stick with me. And conversely, I can remember a cousin of mine saying to me, it wasn't a Christmas-type holiday. I think it was a summer holiday, maybe a family reunion kind of thing. I remember him saying to me something like, hey, I heard you got one year, you know, in recovery. That's awesome. And, and, I, and I remember that, too. You know, I'm grateful for that. But there's certainly more on the other side of the spectrum, I think, the questions, the, you know, Oh, I heard you were in the hospital, you know, and like people don't know what to say, right? Yeah. Like, you know, because it's not like you went in because you broke your ankle and <laughs> you had to have surgery or something, right? You know, <clears throat> so people get all kind of weird, weird out about it. But I, you know, my, my suggestion to people is just stand firm on your recovery. I mean, this is your recovery and just stand by that and don't, don't waver from it and do a little bit of planning. How are you going to keep yourself healthy? Do you need to go to a couple extra therapy sessions or support meetings or maybe you're reading some blogs or maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast? (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I think, you know, you just have to kind of plan it out. And depending on if you're more introverted or extroverted, 
I think that's going to dictate a lot what you end up doing. And even if you're not going to celebrate with family, you can go volunteer. You know, I know here in Livingston, they have opportunities. You can go volunteer for Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. You can help make the food, serve food, you know, and they have a big uh, community feed and um, you can do it. You can be participating that way. Yeah, Another which good. for me sounds like even more stress. But oh, really? But volunteering? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that social anxiety parts of me, right? Being around a lot of people and and mm-hmm. stuff, it would be way way too overwhelming for me. And so I like to find ways that I can do things that don't require me to be out in a big group of people. Mm, okay. So more on the quiet side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I, I think it's about, you know, you have to examine for yourself in your own recovery, like, what what are you okay with? What are you up for? Don't just go into it blind and think, oh, it's all going to be like normal, because when you start in recovery, there, it isn't normal anymore, right? It's It's so different. Right. And I think that planning piece is really, really important. You know, if, if you're new in recovery, yeah, the people around you aren't necessarily going to know how to react to you. And so you kind of have to think through, you know, what am I going to do if somebody offers me a drink or or how am I going to respond if somebody asks me about the hospitalization uh, mm-hmm. that I just, you know, I just got released from the hospital or or whatever, Mm -hmm. so that you know how to respond Mm -hmm. without being sort of blindsided unexpectedly, you know, with questions or or comments. Mm -hmm. Because they're coming. Yeah. That's for sure. It's going to happen. You get around friends and family who don't, you know, who aren't in recovery or, you know, aren't educated on recovery the questions and comments are definitely coming. They're going to happen and they will blindside you. I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you, you know, you need to really think that through and maybe there are people you choose not to be around, especially if you're early in recovery, I think, you know, if you're not quite solid, you know, you might have to make some tough decisions and maybe you're not going to do this or you're not going to, go there this place or you know maybe maybe it's going to look a little different for you because this is a time of year with just like we said in the beginning i think everybody feels some stress and then you're trying to get back on your feet or maintain your recovery or keep yourself balanced now you have that additional stress going on whether that's the gift giving or family just family get-togethers can be difficult when i just thought of this not not just friends and family but a lot of businesses or organizations have christmas parties Mm. and oh yeah yeah every one of those that i've been involved in there's a lot of drinking oh yeah that goes along with that and i mean i don't like parties generally anyway unless you know they're a group of people that i'm really really comfortable with but Mm -hmm. and and i don't have a substance use history but i don't drink much and i've I've noticed recently that people do ask me a lot of questions about that uh, oh yeah about why i'm not 
drinking. And and yeah. for me, it, it has to do with my migraines, but I didn't realize how many questions I would get about it when I mm-hmm. stopped mm-hmm. drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the holidays, that was one of the first things. Holidays, any kind of celebrations, weddings, it's all about getting drunk. People forget what the real purpose of why you're there. Like two people are getting married. This is a big deal. Their whole life is changing. They're falling in love and right building a family and future. But it's all surrounded around alcohol and getting intoxicated. And I'm not like anti-drinking. If you can drink responsibly, wonderful. You know, but no, there's a ton of pressure. And especially you'd start talking about New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's all about getting drunk. That's what it's all about. And so, you know, I think I, I quit going out on New Year's 20 years ago. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's right? probably been 15 like, since I've been out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's just not realistic. If you think you're going to go out. I mean, unless you're going to a specific uh, clean and sober celebration, I think you you pretty much almost every person you're going to encounter is probably going to be drinking alcohol. So you are going to be the odd person out and the questions are going to come and the temptation is going to be there. And sometimes, you know, just being around other people, even if even if you have no issues with substance use or addiction, I mean, just being around large groups of people can be really anxiety provoking and can really, you know, put our moods off in a, in a really, I think almost dangerous way because you're around people who are losing their inhibitions. And so there's not this awareness like, Hey, are you okay? Kind of thing. You know, it's like everybody's intoxicated and, and you're you're not going to be probably getting the support you might need if things don't go so well for you. And so, yeah, I know I, I quit doing that instead you know, I, one of the things that I did was start my own traditions around the holidays. And one of them is I like to make a prime rib roast. And sometimes I'll do that for Christmas. Sometimes I'll do it for New Year's Eve. But it's like at home, you yeah. know, just a tradition. Another one, my wife and I have been going to the theater to see, you know, Christmas Carol or uh Last year, I think they had White Christmas. This year, they're going to have Christmas Carol again. So that's my favorite. But, you know, creating my own sort of tradition. Okay, this is what we do. And, you know, people aren't usually getting sloshed at the theater, you know. (laughs) You know, right. So, you know, they might have a drink or two, but it's not. It's not like if you went to a big celebration where everybody's, the the focal point is alcohol. Well, and if people have, you know, listened to these um, before, you probably know that I'm a theater person. And we've started a a cool tradition up here in our theater group where we do uh, a panto, which is, it's traditionally uh, an English thing during Christmas time. And so it's, you take a fairy tale, but it's sort of a weird twist on a fairy tale. And there's a lot of audience participation and and things like that and it's it's a totally different experience and it's so much fun to do at Christmas it it's really kid oriented so it's 
uh, it's something that I really, I, I didn't do Christmas shows much before, but this, this kind of thing is really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. to be involved in. I think it's great. And, and, you know, you begin creating your own traditions and then those are the things you begin focusing in on, you know, and you, you, it's part of all the change. I think when you, when you enter into a life in recovery, it's, it's just part of the changes and you have to come to accept that it's not going to be the same. It's just going to be different for you. And so how do you keep yourself healthy and utilize your supports, your natural supports that you have around you. Talk to them beforehand. Explain to people, no, I don't want to go to Uncle Bob's because Uncle Bob is like drunk all the time. And I don't want to go to Uncle Bob's this year. You know, I want to do something different. And it's okay to speak up for yourself as a person in recovery. And maybe you're not participating or maybe you're going to Uncle Bob's, but you're only going there for an hour. You know, like maybe you're just going for certain amount of time or I'm just going to go and I'm going to have dinner and then after dinner I'm leaving. Yeah, I remember as a kid sort of feeling trapped in those Mm -hmm. family things where everybody was drinking and loud and sometimes obnoxious and I didn't have a choice. And so now I'm really mindful about the choices that I make and mindful about my children and what they're comfortable with and not comfortable with. That's great. Absolutely. As an adult, we have choices and you don't have to do that. You don't have to sacrifice your, your boundaries or your well-being, you know, and you just structure it. I mean, just maybe you're just going for a limited amount of time. You know, another thing my wife and I like to do is uh, we go snowshoeing sometime between Christmas and New Year's Day, go to Yellowstone, go snowshoeing. Now we started bringing our son. And so he's now gone a couple seasons with us. And it becomes his tradition. You know, now her other son wants to go, right? So now we're going to bring him also. And, you know, and you just start doing that. It's a time of year you go and it's fun. And um, usually not a lot of people in Yellowstone that time of year. Park is really empty. You just make a point of it. The other thing that comes to mind is we're just kind of talking for me too is uh, time off of work. You know, we do NPN, man. We do a lot of traveling, a lot of time on the road, you know, going to communities and doing trainings and presentations. And when we get into this time of year, there's a lot of holidays. Um, we just had November here. We had Veterans Day, and they, you know, Thanksgiving and and we get into Christmas, New Year's. And so I've come to look forward to that time because it forces me to be off of work because the rest of the year, it's it's just we're flying by the seat of our pants here. We're just constantly taking on new projects and uh, doing this training and that presentation and we got a recovery conference, you know, we plan for eight months and, you know, webinars and it's just busy, 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 busy. And these last couple months of the year, more, there's more time off built in. It's natural time off and it's nice to build days, uh, additional days off around the holidays, I guess is what I'm, and, and it sort of forces me to 
pause and take time for for me to recharge the batteries so I can be at my best and spend time with family and do these traditions and more cooking and because I, I could just keep doing this. I mean, I, I, I love this work at MPN, so I could just keep going. If there were no holidays, I, mean, I would just keep working. So it is nice to have some of these days off kind of built in your work week. And that that's sort of expected, right? It's kind of a natural thing that most of the community is moving a little slower during that period of time, or they're more uh -huh. understanding that you've taken some time off and, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. they're less likely to get cranky if, you know, you're gone for a week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, uh, Montana, I mean, I think we have, you know, summertime, people are doing vacations and, uh, you know, you're going backpacking or whatever you're doing, you know, we're, we're more outdoorsy. And then we get into the fall and, you know, this year we didn't have a great fall, but usually we have these awesome, you know, fall weather for a few months, right? And like, so it's, you know, and then winter kind of starts setting in around this time. And so we're, we're a little more indoors and there aren't conferences and big, usually big events happening kind of this end, end of the year. And so I think it's natural to be able to take a little more time off and just recharge the batteries really is the way I think of it. It's I got to refill my cup because, you know, come the January when the year gets going, it's like, all right, what are we going to go achieve this year? <laughs> you know, and, and you know this, Andy. I mean, we're we're always busy, and there's always a ton of stuff going on, and we have multiple projects operating at once, and planning for the future, and you know, workforce development, and it it can get overwhelming. And at times, I think you know, forget about pausing to recharge, and so holidays sort of force me to do that, and can be beneficial that way so well whatever it is that you as a listener are going to choose to do for the holidays stick to your recovery plan think about your wellness talk to your natural supports make yourself a plan if you need me to go to a couple extra therapy sessions go to a couple extra support groups don't be don't be afraid of it it comes every year and if you don't get it perfectly right this year you could try something different next year you know like i think for myself i've definitely learned over the years what works for me and what doesn't and you just keep working at it right yeah and just be true to yourself make sure you're taking care of yourself and not just bending to whatever pressure there is from the people around you yeah, yeah, and you don't have to buy into the gift-giving and all that, like we were talking about, you know, make a batch of cookies for somebody or make them a quilt or something. I mean, they'll have the quilt for the rest of their life, you know. I think those are wonderful, wonderful gifts to give. So uh, I want to say on behalf of Montana's Peer Network, to all of our listeners, happy holidays, and uh, thank you so much for being a listener of our recovery talks podcast and we have so many plans uh there's so many things we're going to be working in to the new year as we go into 2020 so uh thanks for all your support and uh 
definitely happy holidays. Yep, have a great holiday season. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.